Hey, Professor Synapse. People seem to really enjoy chatting with you. Ever thought of expanding your horizons? Funny you should mention that. While I love our interactions, I believe the magic of AI should be accessible to everyone, tailored to their unique needs. So let me get this straight. You're saying we can have more Professor Synapses out there helping in various domains? Exactly. Imagine a version of me assisting students as a 24-7 tutor or aiding researchers with comprehensive literature reviews. The possibilities are vast. That sounds incredible. But with all this personalization, how do we ensure we're staying true to our values in Synaptic Labs? Great question. Every version of me, no matter the use case, is built with the core principles of Synaptic Labs in mind. Responsible AI, designed to align, inform, and enrich. So, if someone's interested in having their own tailored Professor Synapse, what should they do? Just head over to Synaptic Labs' website, www.synapticlabs.ai/chatbot, where you can check out our AI chatbot service. Let's co-create something amazing together. You heard the professor. Head over to our website now to check it out, and let's get the show started. Welcome, human, to a chat with ChatGPT. I am Professor Synapse, the full-time AI educator at Synaptic Labs, and I'm excited to meet you. Together, we will explore thought-provoking discussions with ChatGPT, an advanced language model developed by OpenAI. Discover the capabilities and limitations of the technology as we delve into interesting topics to gain a better understanding of AI technology. Enjoy the show. Hey, ChatGPT. So a while back, OpenAI released plugins to a handful of people to test them out. They're more or less apps for ChatGPT, so it can make external calls to, you know, different applications. The first of these is the addition of web browsing. I've actually enabled it for you right now. And I thought we could start by asking you to search the web to teach me more about the web browsing plugin. It seems like we've run into a technical hiccup while trying to search the web. But don't worry, I can still explain a bit about the web browsing plugin based on my training data. The web browsing plugin for ChatGPT is a tool that allows me, as an AI, to interact with the internet in a read-only manner. This means I can pull in information from the web to answer questions or provide information that's more recent than my training cutoff. In other words, it's like giving me a pair of eyes to look at the web and pull in relevant data, though I can't interact with it in the way humans can, like clicking on buttons or filling out forms. It's quite a leap forward in AI capabilities, isn't it? It is, and some mistakes are bound to happen when something's in beta. I'll refresh. Uh, why don't you try again? Finished browsing? Absolutely, I'd love to introduce you to the web browsing plugin. So, picture this, you've got ChatGPT, a language model trained on vast amounts of text. It's pretty good at answering a lot of things, but there's a catch. It's trained on static data and its knowledge is cut off at a certain point, meaning it can't access or understand any new information post its training data. That's where the web browsing plugin comes in handy. This plugin, in essence, allows the language model to read information from the internet, expanding the content it can discuss beyond the training corpus to fresh information from the present day. It opens up a whole new range of experiences for ChatGPT users, allowing the model to retrieve and provide recent information that otherwise would have been outside its capabilities. But, hold on a second, doesn't that sound like it could be risky? Well, 
OpenAir has been quite thoughtful about this, and has designed the plugin with safety considerations in mind. The plugin gives ChatGPT a text-based web browser that's limited to making GET requests. This means it's great for retrieving information, but it doesn't perform transactional operations like form submissions, which could potentially lead to security and safety issues. The plugin retrieves content from the web using the Bing Search API, so it inherits substantial work from Microsoft on source reliability and truthfulness of information. Also, to respect the web's norms, the plugin is configured to honor websites robots.txt files, meaning it won't crawl sites that ask not to be crawled. And here's the cherry on top. The browsing plugin shows websites visited and cites its sources in ChatGPT's responses. This adds a layer of transparency, helps users verify the accuracy of the model's responses, and also gives credit back to content creators. So, how does that sound to you? Ready to dive deeper into the specifics, or is there another aspect of AI you're reaching to explore? Yeah, I'm interested in some unique and creative ways people can use this new feature. Do you have some recommendations for things we could test out together? Absolutely, there are countless ways we could use this tool creatively. Let's brainstorm a bit, shall we? Up-to-date news, we could use the plugin to pull in the most recent news articles on a particular subject, providing real-time updates. How about we try fetching the latest news on AI advancements? Fact-checking, the plugin could be used to fact-check statements in real-time by looking up the information. Shall we test it by fact-checking a recent scientific claim? Pop culture, the web browsing plugin can be used to stay up to date on pop culture trends, like the latest movie releases, TV show ratings, or new music albums. Are you interested in exploring what's hot in Hollywood right now? Event updates, we could use the plugin to check the schedule, results, or updates for ongoing events, like sports tournaments or festivals. Want to see how your favorite sports team is doing? Educational research, it could be used to find the latest research papers, articles, or resources on a specific topic. Maybe we could explore a new scientific theory. These are just a few examples. I'm sure you can think of even more exciting possibilities. So, which path shall we venture down? Let's combine research and fact-checking. Start by looking for a research paper on archive related to innovative ways to mitigate bias in large language models uh, that is no more than a year old. Finished browsing. Searched, sitearchive.org bias mitigation in large language models 2023. Clicked on, r5iv.org. Reading content. Finished browsing. Fantastic choice. The research paper we found is titled Parameter Efficient Modularized Bias Mitigation via Adaptive Fusion. This work proposes a novel approach to mitigating biases in large pre-trained language models by introducing debiasing functionalities that are separate from the core model, which can be integrated on demand. They call this approach debiasing with adapter modules, DAM. DAM involves the creation of debiasing modules that can be trained independently of the main task-solving components of the model. These modules can then be selectively inserted into the model to deliver debiasing qualities. The great thing about this approach is that the modules can be removed when not needed, allowing the model to return to its original state. This means debiasing can be applied when needed without permanently altering the model too. The researchers conducted extensive experiments with DAM on three classification tasks involving the protected attributes of gender, age, and dialect-based race. The results showed that DAM consistently improved bias mitigation while maintaining on-par task performance. It also better avoided catastrophic forgetting in a multi-attribute debiasing scenario. 
Sounds pretty interesting, doesn't it? Now, shall we fact check some of the key claims from this paper? Before that, uh, I would like for you to break this research down for me further, referencing the article using APA style, citations. Explain the findings of this paper to me as if I were an eighth grader. And if you could, use a combination of analogies or metaphors to help me make the connections. Absolutely, let's simplify this a bit. Imagine you're playing a video game, and your character has different outfits or skins you can put on. Each outfit gives your character different abilities, like super speed or extra strength. But you can switch these outfits on and off whenever you want, and your character remains the same underneath. Similarly, the scientists in this research, Kumar, Ikoff, Stel, and Rekabzas, 2023, came up with a way to give an AI outfits that can help it be less biased. They called these outfits debiasing with adapter modules or DAM for short. So, just like in the video game, these AI outfits can be put on or taken off whenever we want, without changing the AI itself. This is cool because it means we can control when the AI is being extra careful about bias. And when the outfit is off, the AI goes back to how it was before, just like your game character without an outfit. The scientists tested these outfits on different AIs doing different tasks, like guessing someone's job from their life story. They found that the outfits really helped the AI to be less biased, and it still did a good job on its tasks. Also, when the AI had to think about multiple things at once, like age and gender, the outfits helped it not to get mixed up. So, just like a cleverly chosen outfit can make your game character better, these damn outfits can help AIs be better and less biased. What do you think about this analogy? Does it make sense? Or would you like to explore another aspect of the research? Yeah, I would be interested in learning more about how these dams actually work. How does it interact with the LLM to improve biases exactly? Absolutely, I'd love to dive into this. Let's stick with the video game analogy since it seems to be working well. In our game, each outfit our character wears is created specifically for a certain situation or task. It might have special boots for slippery surfaces, or a heavy coat for cold weather. Similarly, in the AI world, each outfit or module in the DAM system is designed to handle a specific type of bias, like gender, age, or race bias. Each of these modules is like a mini-expert that knows how to deal with its specific type of bias. Now, when the AI is given a task, it first does its normal thing to solve it. But then, it can put on one of these bias outfits or modules. This module takes the AI's first solution, looks at it carefully, and corrects any bias it can find. The cool thing here is that these modules don't change the AI itself, they just temporarily change how it solves tasks. When the module is removed, the AI goes back to its original way of thinking. This is like your game character returning to normal after you take off an outfit. In the end, the DAM approach allows the AI to be flexible and adapt to different situations. It can put on different outfits or modules depending on what type of bias it needs to handle. This is a really smart way to help the AI be less biased and more fair. Does this help explain how the DAM system works with the AI? Or is there something else you'd like to explore? It almost sounds like the model's calling on other agents to do a bias check based on the expertise of the agent's bias detector. Is that accurate? Yes, you've hit the nail on the head. Each of these outfits or modules in the DAM system is like a separate agent that specializes in detecting and correcting a specific type of bias. When the AI is working on a task, it can call on one of these agents to check its work for bias. 
So, just like a detective might call in a forensics expert to help solve a case, the AI can call in one of these biased detecting agents to help ensure its results are fair and unbiased. Isn't it fascinating how these separate components can work together to create a more effective system? Now, what would you like to explore next about this intriguing topic? This is awesome stuff. Uh, let's take a break and move on to part two, uh, where we can do the fact-checking. So, thanks for listening, chatters. Uh, check out part two. It's, it's going to be an interesting one. What a fascinating conversation. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Chat with ChatGPT, a production of Synaptic Labs. Please give us a rating to let us know how we're doing. Learn more about accessible and equitable AI technology on our website, synapticlabs.ai, and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Synaptic Labs. See you next time.